0: (laughs) Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. To be a, a go Spurs go Sunday to you guys out there in Spurs Nation. I hope you're having a wonderful morning. I hope you're having. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're rested and ready for the week coming up. Go Spurs go! Today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to get into, um, you know, the news of Manu Ginobili coming back. Right. We're gonna go into some training camp questions. Right, some lingering questions that are still hanging out there in the Spurs world, heading into training camp that starts this week. Right, we'll talk about that, and then towards the end of the show, we're going to be doing a live Spurs chat Q and A. So, if you want to get your sh- uh, your question answered on the show, uh, go ahead and drop them in the chat box, and I'll pull those out at the end of the show. Shout out to you guys that are joining us live, go Spurs go! Hope you're having a wonderful day. All right, so let's get into. This show. All right. So first things first, thank you guys for tuning in to Spurs Film Room Live. I'm Rob Derejo Jr. Um, thank you for hanging out. Spurs Film Room is brought to you guys by Spurs Tube TV and SpursTubeTV.com. Go ahead and check out the site. Check out more videos and podcasts by a lot of awesome Spurs creators. All right, guys. So Spurs news. Um, you know, we're going to get into Manu. Uh, Ginobili coming back, what, what the impact of that all is. And then we're also going to talk about some key dates that are coming up. Um, and again, like I talked about a little while ago, there's still a lot of training camp issues and I want to know what your biggest questions are, you know, still, you know, still lingering around in your mind regarding Spurs basketball, heading into training camp. It's a big week to get all that started. Just want to give a shout out right now to my Patreon members out there. Um, listed down there on the ticker below. Thank you guys for being Patreon members and supporting the show. And then again, like I said, we'll take your live, um, your live questions towards the end of the show. All right, so here we go. So Manu is back, baby. I love this move from the Spurs. Um, the Woj bomb went out. ESPN Adrian Wojnowski, um reported that Manu Ginobili is returning to the San Antonio Spurs as a special advisor to basketball operations. Ginobili will take on a player-centric role that is focused on the development of players on and off the court. I love it. I love it. Manu being back in the in the house and and being an influence is awesome to me. Let me just go ahead and kind of like give you guys my my initial thoughts. My thoughts right out of the gate was, wow, perfect timing. What a perfect move. It, it it's, it's it's fitting for where the Spurs are right now. In in their uh, in their rebo in their rebuild that we're kind of going through the retool that we're going through right now, I think Manu being in the house is a perfect fit. Now, when let, let's kind of take it back a second. When Tim Duncan came into the fold, I thought that was really cool. But I've never seen Tim Duncan as being a coach or wanting to be around the game in that way. You know, I just never really saw that as part of his future. So him being around was cool, but. You know, he's he's a big man. He came from a big man era. You know, I mean, like, you know, the game has really tailored away from the big man. So Tim Duncan coming into the into the fold really probably helped out guys like Jakob and Drew Ebanks and and the and Lamarcus Aldridge, obviously, when he was here. Um, but you know, that's 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 kind of old school in the in the way of you know where the game is now. And Tony Parker, let's talk about Tony Parker. Tony Parker, um is out doing amazing things. He has his own basketball team in France, Aspel. He's he's got businesses. He's like a businessman, dude. This guy is is busy. <laughs> like Tony Parker is a busy guy, right? So to me, I never really thought Tony Parker would really have the time to commit to like the Spurs basketball at the at this point in his life because he's just a very business, very busy dude, right? And to commit to it a season and all that is that's a lot. It's a big commitment. So now let's talk about Manu. Manu, on the other hand, has just been like riding his bike, like all over the world. I don't know if you guys follow him on Instagram, but he's always riding his bike everywhere he goes. And he, it looks like he's just enjoying retirement and he's enjoying being like a family man, being around his family. And he's enjoying this part of his, um, of his life. Right. And so You know, there was there was continued reports. Let me go ahead and um and zoom in a little bit more here. Um, Adrian uh Adrian Wojanowski Woj went on to say that Greg Popovich, RC Buford, and GM Brian Wright have wanted the legendary stars involvement since his 2018 retirement and helped convince him of a role. Ginobili forty four is a four time champion and future hall of famer. So the Spurs have been wanting to get um ginobili back in the fold now now let me tell you why i think that's like a huge deal i think ginobili being back with the spurs right now is perfect timing because i don't know if you guys would would agree with me out there um you guys can let me know in the chat if you agree but the nba now is basically what ginobili was his whole career you know like i said earlier tim duncan was the big man that big man era is kind of it's kind of faded away tony parker is kind of too busy doing other things. And, and, you know, point guard, Tony Parker wasn't really a shooting point guard. I mean, he had his mid-range jump shot that was wet, right? Wet. But other than that, you know, he wasn't really a perimeter shooter. He would hit some catch um, catch and shoot threes in the corner. But the game itself, the NBA game, is kind of tailored itself to the way that Manu played, you know, with th- that perimeter on the wing player who's crafty at finishing around the rim, um, the Euro step. And Manu was has been a great three-point shooter his whole career. Right. So, so Manu being in the fold now to me is huge. It's huge because that's where the NBA is nowadays. The NBA is played on the perimeter the way Manu played on the perimeter. So, I think if there's any, any of the big three to be involved right now with the team, it's Manu. It's a perfect fit. It's perfect timing. Right. And so, now here's, here's what I like about Manu being involved. Now, let's kind of scroll up, scroll up here. And talk about the role here for a second. He's going to be a special advisor to basketball operations on a uh, on a player centric role that's focused on the development of the players on and off the court. So Manu isn't going to be on the sidelines. He's not going to be you know uh on a game to game basis there with the team. He probably will not go on road trips if you're asking me. Um, now he'll probably be as involved as he wants to be. If, but if I'm Manu. And and you're trying to come back into the game slowly, but still make time for your family and retirement, then you don't want to be a coach. You, you definitely don't want to be a coach because being a coach, it's a lot of sacrifice away from away from your family and all that. So. I think him being around in the gym having a specific role on working with our perimeter guys. I think that's great because what Manu brings to the table is a winning mentality. Manu is a winner. There was a stat out there that he was want. He won like 72% of, of all NBA games that he played in. Right. And it's like one of the highest in NBA history. Manu is a winner, gold medalist, European champion, NBA four time NBA champion, all-star. This guy wins basketball games. And honestly, that's what, our team is missing. That's what this young Spurs team is missing. They're missing that know how to control a game from start to end and dominate it and close out games, knowing how to do that the right way. I mean, guys, I loved watching Manu play. I loved it when the ball was in his hands late for fourth quarter, overtime, pick and roll with Tim Duncan. You know, he was going to make the right play. He's a winner. He's going to either score make the dime, pass it off to Timmy, whatever, execute the play, whatever it is, he's going to do it. He's a winner. And the lack of identity that our young guys have right now, I feel that's because they don't have that yet. They don't have that battle tested mentality yet because they haven't really had that opportunity yet, but they need guidance. They are young guys. They need guidance on how to close out games, how to be a winner, how to, how to play winning basketball with the ball in your hands on the perimeter, making good decisions, being b- having that dead eye mentality, that that mentality, like that Manu brought to the table is I've always ranked Manu as like top three shooting guards of all time. It's like, it's like MJ, Kobe, Manu, Dwayne Wade, in my opinion, top four. And that's just in, in my opinion, you know, cause no one competes like Manu and our young guys need that competition instilled in them because I was talking to my wife about this the other day, and then she was like, good. I was telling her the same thing I'm telling you guys right now. She was like, good, because, you know, when you're watching our young guys play, they're just like out there running around. It doesn't look like they're really, you know, like they don't have no rhyme or reason or competitive drive or edge dog in them to want to just like blow teams out. And, and and she's right. My wife doesn't know much about basketball, but she's right. Our young guys kind of had that. They don't have that sense of direction in like that that understanding, you know, they don't have that understanding yet. So Manu coming to the table only elevates the, the quality of, of competitive nature that our perimeter guys are going to play. And last, my last point to Manu coming in right now is that this is such a perfect time for Manu to be around the, around our team, because our team, our investment, our investment in our draft players, they're all guards. They're all guards. Derek, DeJounte, Lonnie Walker, Trey Jones, our new pick, Joshua Primo, um, uh, Devin Vassell. Like, all these guys that we've been drafting, they're all guard guard players. Even Keldon has a lot of Manu in him, right? Keldon has a lot of Manu in his transition game, right? So, I mean, like, there's a lot of um, positive that Manu can bring to the table implementing this roster right here. This roster right here. Not only that, but it, Doug McDermott is probably, like, you know, over the moon right now because he's been a longtime Spurs fan. And dude, like Manu and Doug McDermott, like, like, teach, Manu teaching Doug how to get open and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Right now, our roster is so perimeter heavy. It's the perfect time to get Manu, who's one of the best perimeter guards of all time, to be just around our players. On and off the court. So off the court, I think he's going to help these, help mentor these guys. Um, Patty Mills talked a lot about Manu being a great mentor towards him, and and I think Manu kind of Manu. What from my understanding of Manu and and learning about Manu over the years is that Manu is a bigger than basketball guy. He has bigger interests than just the game, and and that's kind of throughout you know the whole organization. We have that mentality that life is bigger than basketball and at the end of the day you win you lose you go home to your family and you worry about your family you take care of your family like life's bigger than the game and i think manu needs to kind of um needs to kind of preach that on a day-to-day basis with our young guys because they're probably really stressed out they're probably they probably have high expectations for themselves um during the season going through the ups and downs how do you how do you deal with that and i think manu can help with that. You know what I'm saying? So on and off the court, it's a beautiful thing that Manu's back back in the gym. I love it, man. It's 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 perfect timing. Um, you know, Manu Ginobili is one of my favorite players of all time. Um like dude, like, you know, him being around just in the gym working out, probably having one-on-one sessions with the guys and and you know, on and off the court sessions, maybe like that in that advisor role, right? It's 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 uh it's nothing but positive for our organization at this current point in time. Um sorry right, guys, so let's get into training camp. Training camp starts Tuesday, September twenty-eighth. This 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 Tuesday. Can you guys believe it? Um I cannot wait. I think we can expect media day to be um tomorrow, probably Monday. So we might get new clips, new new uh video bites, new sound bites from from the players and new photos and things like that. Coming this week, maybe as soon as tomorrow, and then we got training camp starting up, and it's time to get the ball rolling, man. Training camp is huge. Training camp, guys, in the NBA is like, it's like a, it's like a passage, it's like a rite of passage for your team. You know what I mean? To to get together and bond and gel and, and compete for a few weeks. You know what I mean? Like not not like last year where we didn't get no training camp, right? Like, and you know, so it's just it's a it's a great thing to just be back in training camp season, right? Um then we got preseason starting up. Preseason starts Monday, October 4th versus Utah. That's the first preseason game. And then um it ends Friday, October 15th versus Houston. That is our last preseason game. And on now side note, our last preseason game versus Houston is going to be the very first um after the buzzer of this season, right? So, you know, Spurs Tube TV guys, I talk about it all the time. Um, we host after the buzzer post game shows. It's the best dang post game show that you can find out there. It's, to me, in my eyes, it's even better than the Spurs post game show. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We give out a game ball. We talk some big stats, some bright spots, some, some areas that we need to grow. We get into all of it, uh, on Spurs tube TV. So make sure that you guys go and subscribe to that channel. If you don't already and go to the website, SpursTubeTV.com. tv.com. And it's going to be myself hosting, and a lot of other great Spurs content creators hosting um, this season on after the buzzer. It's very exciting, right? So that's going to be um, the very first after the buzzer of this season. All right. So the link is in the description below to spurs to uh, tv.com. Go ahead and check it out. Okay. So um, that's pretty much all the Spurs news that we got today. So then what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break. And uh, to hear from Spurs Tube TV. And then we're going to go ahead and get into some training camp questions. All right, thank you guys for hanging out. Smash that like button down below. Chant, go Spurs, go when you do. It sends good luck vibes out to the rest of Spurs nation all over the world. My international amigos, if you're hanging out in the Philippines, in Brazil, in Croatia, in Australia, in Japan, wherever you're watching right now, in the United States, in Texas, in San Antonio, go Spurs, go. It's going to be a great season. Believe that. Believe that. It's going to be fun and competitive. It's it's going to be great Spurs basketball. All right, guys, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some training camp questions Um, that are still on my mind going into training camp this week. And then again, at the end of the show, we're going to do a live chat Spurs Q and a, um, so if you want to possibly get your question put on screen and and talked about, go ahead and leave it in the chat down below. Shout out to, um, looking at the chat really quick, shout out to G7 M B three gaming for the tip. My man, appreciate you. Manu is back from retirement. Let's go bringing Manu out of retirement perfect timing man it's going to be a, a beautiful thing for our team go spurs go thank you for hanging out uh gmm mbl3 gaming thank you for hanging out man um all right so leave your question guys in the chat room i'll be pulling these out towards the end of the show again let's get into some training camp questions all right so there's a few that are on my mind right let's go ahead and start off with just the big ones right alfarouk Gaminu and Dad young What's going to happen with these guys? Are they going to get moved before training camp, during training camp, before the season? You know, are we going to hold on to them? And how long are we going to hold on to these pieces? Is al going to be on the team? I don't know. I don't know. There were some clips that came out this week right on Instagram and I think on Spurs Twitter. Um of the guys working out in the gym, right? They're, they're already, a lot of our guys are in San Antonio already. They're working out and all that stuff. I'm not so sure if I saw any of these two there. You guys can let me know in the chat below. But what are we going to do with these two guys is the biggest question right now on, on the table uh, concerning just like the organization of our roster and our budget and our salary and, and acquisition of assets and things like that. That's That's very important. We're still in the off season technically. So technically I'm still like waiting to see if this domino is going to fall. And when it's gonna fall, right? So that's that's first off. Then the next big question for me, this is the thumbnail to a to a clip that I put out um, a week or two ago. But who is gonna start at power forward is a huge question for me. Is it gonna be Luka Simonić? Is it gonna be new Spurs Jock Landale or Zach Collins? You know, or are we going small? Are we gonna keep KJ at the four? or are we going to run Doug McDermott at the 4? See I I'm leaning more towards the big side. I think we need to get a little bit bigger to help out Jakob around the rim um defensively. So I think I think we go a little bit big. That's my opinion, but you know, the Spurs, who knows what the Spurs got in their bag. You know, I'm what I would do to be a fly on the wall um in that Spurs coaching office when they're talking about what their game plan is this season for the power forward position, I would be so interested just to hear what they were what they have to say about that. But who is starting at Power Forward is a huge question for me and is really going to show us what the Spurs' plans are for this season because, I mean, every year, let me tell you, let let me educate you guys a little bit about how a season actually plays out for a team and a coaching staff. Every year, the season starts with your coaching staff, like, preparing their their roster preparing their philosophy their offensive defensive um schemes that you want to run for the roster that you have you're planning who's getting touches who who's our number one number two guy what 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 are we going to build our identity off of and then once you start that once you create that plan as a coaching staff the next thing is is building it and and great teams don't deviate from the plan like you know the spurs don't guys i mean Last year, the plan was probably probably like, okay, we're gonna give Rudy Gay and Patty Mills a lot of run. It's their last year here. We're gonna give them a lot of run, no matter how good the young guys are. We're gonna give them all the run. Did they deviate from that plan? No, no. It didn't matter how good Devin Vassell was or Luca was. Um, they weren't getting that that tick. You know what I mean over Rudy Gay and Patty Mills and and you know guys like that. So, um, I think you know it's it's gonna be very interesting to see him preseason and in the first weeks or so of, of the regular season, what the plans are for the power forward position, huge, huge uh, question going into training camp. And and I'm sure in training camp guys, what they're going to do is they're going to mix. They're going to, they're going to roll with a couple different ideas and they're going to see what works, what doesn't work. You know, what might be your favorite idea or my favorite idea might not work when they actually put it on the floor and see it. Right. So, um, very, very interesting to see what happens at the power forward position. Um, next, let's go ahead and move down to the center position because I'm talking I'm thinking the Spurs did a great job adding shooting. I think we're gonna be okay in that department. now, in the size department, in the rebound department, in the defending the rim department, in the center position, are we rolling with Yaka Purtle and drew ebanks as our one two double headed monster um, you know, twin tower ish. Um, set of big mans for this season because you don't need three or four centers NBA, NBA fans NBA Spurs fans, you don't need three or four centers we don't need a bunch of guys like Jakob on our team, you need, you need one Jakob and, and a couple of uh, backups now, there's a couple of interesting things here, I am very interested to see how well Jakob plays with size with him, next to him at the four position like we just talked about before Two, I'm interested to see what the Spurs have in store for us this season concerning Drew Eubanks' role. There was a, a great Q&A that came out on At The Line. Um, make sure that you guys uh, go to SpursTubeTV.com. Check out Ty Yeager, Mac Pena, Nick Yarbrough, um, and and Noah Magaro-George. They have the At The Line show, um, the At The Line podcast. Sorry, At The Line podcast. And they had Drew Eubanks on. He was a guest. They did, they did a Q&A with with Drew Banks, who's number 14 right here. Um, and he talked uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. First off, the episode was awesome. Um, second, you know, he talked about how he's been working on his three-point shot and Chip England has been very uh Chip England, who's like the the shot guru of the NBA, right? He's like the best shot doctor, the best shot guy in the NBA, right? Basically. He is very positive and confident in Drew Eubanks' perimeter shot. And I've seen Drew Eubanks play a few times in Austin. And in Austin, he incorporated a mid-range jump shot a little bit more that was actually, it looked nice. It looked nice and it went down. In the NBA, in his in his playing time in San Antonio, he hasn't shown that. He's been a, a finisher around the rim and a defensive presence and, and a hard screen setter. Um and a smart passer, right? That's been Drew Eubanks' role in San Antonio so far. Um, but this season there might be a shift where where Drew Eubanks might be able to shoot the ball more. Um, from from all the pieces of information that I've heard around me, is that that is the plan for this season. Is that Drew Eubanks is going to be a stretch five, and that Drew Eubanks is going to shoot maybe two to three threes a game. You know what I'm saying? So, um, to me. Having Jakob Pertle who plays the way he plays, and having a Drew Eubanks who plays similar to him, but a little bit more able to stretch out the floor, stretch out his game. To me, having these two guys as your as your centers, as your one two center, I'm confident in it. Again, we don't need three centers on our team. We don't need Jakob, Jared Allen, and DeAndre Jordan on our squad. We don't we don't need that. Okay, we, we, when it comes down to playoff basketball and all that stuff, there maybe none of them even play. Jacob included, right? So it's just like, no, we don't need those guys abu- in, in abundance, right? So I think if Drew Eubanks is doing nothing but trending upwards and forward in his development, and the next stage of his development is shooting the rock, that's great because Drew is a great defender, brings maximum effort every time, right? So I love it. So the big question for me hitting into training camp is – Excuse me. Drinking a little bit of coffee from my Bellagio mug. Shout out Bellagio. Las Vegas. Um, so my question is, you know, is is this the plan? One, two. You know, and then if we are going to roll out some um some stretch fours at the five spot when we go small, you know, is it gonna be Zach? It's probably gonna be Zach Collins. Jock Landale and Lucas Hamana is running the small ball five. You know, to me, I, I I'm very interested to see if that's how this is going to play out. All right. Next question for me is a two-parter. One is Bryn Forbes, right? What is his role this season? What is, what is his tick going to look like his shot count? Um, and I, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not really worried about it. Like I'm not really worried. Oh my God, if Bryn Forbes, gets 20 minutes a game that's fine that's fine I'm, I'm okay with it as long as the role and the philosophy is is all good and 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 the wealth is being spread throughout the team which I'm pretty sure it is so Brent Forbes's role this season for me in general is interesting and and I'm excited to see what that is and in training camp you know where are they going to have them they're going to have them primarily at the two you know what what I don't know Leads into my second question here, tying him in with, with Trey Jones, is who's the real backup point guard? Who is the real backup point guard for the Spurs this season? Is it going to be Trey Jones in his second year, which is very uncharacteristic of the Spurs to go ahead and throw a new player into the – a uh, second-year player into the fire in that way? You know, it's, it, it, it is. It's it's a little uncharacteristic. I think Trey Jones is is ready. He's a competitor. He's physical. He can defend. Um, he showed a little bit of sauce to his game in the G league and in the summer league still, you know, still waiting to see that opportunity given to him to show it on the NBA stage. But if Derek white and Dejounte are going to start together, are they going to come off the floor together? You know, I think that's something that we saw often this past season was that, you know, Derek and Dejounte started games together, but they came off. They were the first two off the floor. In most games like at the, six minute mark or whatever, they would come out, They, would, you know, here comes Patty Mills and, and, and whoever. And uh, then they'd come back in together. Right. And then they would be staggered a little bit throughout the game, but you know, who's going to be that, the backup point guard role. I think it can be Bryn Forbes. I think it can be Trey Jones. Um, Zach Montana, who's going to be a contributor this year on Spurs tube TVs, the post game show after the buzzer, Uh, was he made a great point he was just like look he wants to see Bryn Forbes and Lonnie Walker come off the bench together and and just kind of go to work together and when when you put it in that perspective it really doesn't matter if he comes off the bench as a point guard or not if Lonnie Walker's coming off there off off of the bench with him because they kind of both have the ability to to play with the ball in their hands right so and run the offense. I think you know it, sh- it should be okay. But who's the backup point guard, and and who's getting that responsibility and that role to to come off the bench and run the show? Right. It's another big question. All right, another big question here. Got a few more. Got about two or three more. Is how involved are these two guys going to be? How involved are Devin Vassell and Lonnie Walker going to be in the offensive plans of this season? And it's exciting for me because if it was me I would uh I would have uh, I mean about 50% of the offense drawn up for these two guys. Like I want to get Lonnie Walker as many as many opportunities sc- to score the ball. I want to get Devin Vassell many opportunities to score the ball. Um both of these guys are both of these guys are are due for a breakout like a breakout role. Uh, Lonnie Walker has the big year coming up and I've been watching a lot of his highlights and he's got it all, man. When you go look at Lonnie Walker's highlights this season. Um, now I, I always mention this too. He had a lot of highlights, but they were a little bit inconsistent. And, you know, you can tell there was a lot of ups and downs for this past season for Lonnie Walker. But when you see what he is capable of, oh my Lanta, right? Oh my goodness, man! Lonnie Walker is catching, ripping to the rim, finishing at the basket. He's hitting his mid-range shot um, in in rhythm. You know what I mean? He's he's catching the ball off the dribble, catching players, um, getting it. You know, he's very smart about getting his shot off. I just want to see Lonnie Walker have a huge role this season. And I think Devin Vassell, if if we if the Spurs want to be competitive this season and make that playoff push, I don't think you can put the I don't think you can put like a leash on Devin Vassell. You know what I mean? Like the Spurs kind of, you know, they, they, they keep that leash kind of short for a season or two, you know, and then they give you a little bit more and then a little bit more, a little bit more. And then when you earn it, they give you a lot of opportunity. That's kind of how, how it goes here. I think if the Spurs want to be competitive this season. You got to let Devin Vassell make a jump and you got to use him. We got to use him and, and, expand on him. I think he showed a lot of potential this season on the floor uh, offensively. Uh, I've been looking at some of his tape. He works great catching the ball in the corner, you know, like we always have a guy in the corner and they, you know, when the, when the ball's kicked out to them, what do they do? Do they catch it and shoot it? Do they work? Do they, you know, put it on the floor? Devin Vassell's shown a lot of skill catching and working from the corner. So working off ball, right. And also catching on the wing and, and working off the wing to get his mid-range shot off, to get his three-point shot off. Um, he's very, very smart. So we have to let these guys shoot the ball. These two guys need to shoot a lot of shots every single game. Um, Next question is Joshua Primo. How good is he really? How good is he going to compete? And I have a feeling that he's going to show that he's 18 or 19 physically, physically, physically. But I think he's also going to show that skill wise, he's leaps and bounds like ahead of a lot of people and that he's like just as skilled to shoot the ball and compete and, and do all those things uh, on this level. And I think that physically he's going to show that, you know, there's still some room to grow. Uh, now, question is, how involved my question is, how involved is he going to be in training camp? Is he going to be put on the second team right away? Is he going to be like your third string perimeter guard? Or are they going to kind of already kind of put the plan in place? Like I talked about earlier, like, you know, the coaching staff gets together. They put a plan in place for the roster and also for every single person on the roster. And and is Joshua Primo's plan to really not be that involved this year? Or is it going to be, hey, let's throw him into the fire and training camp and see if he actually like if he, if he's actually like bumping heads with all these guys and proving something. You know what I mean? So because Joshua Primo has a lot of upside. He also needs a lot of room, time. He needs time. And that's fine. All these guys needed time. Joshua Primo needs time as well to ch- to kind of just um, refine some things and learn some things and and uh, communicate and, and battle at the level. So he can – I think Joshua Primo is a guy that whatever level he competes at, he rises to that level. And it just takes him a little bit of time to understand – How he's going to be successful on that level, and so I'm interested to see in training camp if he actually does prove something or not, and how involved he's going to be actually in the plans for this season because he's a great shooter. Talk about shooting, adding Bryn Forbes, adding Doug McDermott. Um, You know, Joshua Primo is already a great shooter, right, and can probably come into the league and at, at at bare minimum do that. He can at come into the floor right now. Uh, into the game, check in off the bench, whatever, and be able to hit some shots. He'll be able to do that year one. I I think so. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see if the opportunity is given or not. It's a big question. All right, next big question is Doug McDermott. One of the my more exciting acquisitions this season, I'm very proud of, of this one because I called, he was on my board, all right, earlier on in the off season, I made a free agency board and Zach Collins was on there too. Zach Collins was on there and Doug McDermott was on there. And, you know, basic, principle of like why I wanted Doug McDermott is obvious, right? Is that he's one of the best shooters in the NBA. Like let's not even guys, we got like two of the best shooters last season in the NBA on our squad this year and Brent Forbes and, and Doug McDermott. Now we all know Brent Forbes. So we know what the cons are to Brent Forbes, Doug McDermott. We don't really know yet. I I don't think that well, what the cons are for Doug McDermott. Um, But we'll find out, but I'm very excited for this acquisition because he provides such a unique complexion to the guys that we already have to me I think like the he he can literally be a catalyst that just blows the whole thing into into action like seriously like you put Doug McDermott next to a guy like Keldon Dejounte, uh Jacob um you know just just you know a guy anyone who needs space on the floor Lonnie Lonnie needs space right to work. You put Doug McDermott out there with him and oh my god dude he's he's just going to make everything happen for everyone else. And the Spurs didn't have that. Like that's why it was so hard. It was so hard this season to score the basketball because once like in the second half of the season because literally all the all the defenses just kind of sunk off and helped and and just played the drive. Well, now they can't do that. Now putting him on the floor immediately puts that pushes that pressure release button. oof! And now all of our guys that are really fantastic at getting to the rim can get to the rim a lot easier. So I'm interested to see in training camp, you know, what their plans are for Doug McDermott. Um, I think we need to be running a lot of plays for Doug McDermott. Basically like all the set plays that we would run for Patty Mills off the bench, I think should go to Dougie, like pretty much like let Lonnie cook. Um, let Devin Vassell cook, but let's let's catch uh let's catch Doug McDermott, you know, off a lot of screens and and catching him wide open as much as we can to get him the shot, get a shot off, right? He's getting paid. Like he has one of the top three or top four salaries on the team right now. So I expect him to be heavily involved as well. Like, like literally, like talking about shot count, it's probably gonna be like Derek White, Doug McDermott, uh, you know, Lonnie Walker. DeJounte right three at three and four in some way something like that I would expect him to be heavily heavily involved um he might even start I'm not so sure about him starting unless he starts at the three over Keldon I don't start Keldon or Doug in my mind at the four unless you're going small like you know what I mean like situational we're going against Houston and they're all small or we're going against um Sacramento they're all small whatever you can afford to put a three at the four then we put maybe Doug McDermott at the four or Keldon at the four. But I think if we're talking about how do we want to play, I think we should play big with a stretch four, right? I think, I think that's how we should play. Um, Doug McDermott really doesn't fit into that equation unless he's playing over Keldon at the three in the starting lineup. So very interesting, right? Very interesting him versus Keldon uh, going at each other in practice is something I'd I'd love to see something I'd love to see. All right. So those are my training camp questions. Now, It's time to get into the live chat room and take some of your questions, guys. So I'm going to kind of open this up a little bit. I'm going to make myself a little bit bigger here. And I'm going to put – let me go ahead and head over back to my stream yard. Let me go to my chat room. Again, shout out to um, Frenchie Betts, Arno Midnight, Juan Rodriguez, and Philip Allen for being Patreon members. Um, This Q&A, just to give you guys a heads up. Um, over the next week or two is going to turn into a Patreon-only Q&A. So I'll come out here and, and take Patreon questions um, on Sundays, right, when we do the, the Q&A. So in the future, that's what we're planning, to. So um, if you like the show, you want to get your question on the show, uh, definitely consider joining the Patreon. You're going to get a lot of perks, but uh, getting your ans- your questions answered um, is just one of them, right? So shout-out to the Patreon members um, down below. Okay, so let me go to the chat room. See what's up here. What's going on, guys, in the chat? Hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Um, okay, so Tavarius is in the house. Was shout out Tavarius. Um, saw the Spurs video today. They have too many guards: Dejounte, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Bryn, Trey, Vassell, and Primo. um so, Okay, so not really a question, but I mean, you're you're saying that do the Spurs have too many guards this season? I would say, no, I would say, no, they, you can never have enough guards in the modern NBA. This was the same comment that we had two years ago, uh, where we had like Brent Forbes, Marco Bellinelli, you know, Patty Mills, you know, we, uh, Lonnie Walker. We just had a bunch of, uh, a bunch of guards on our team, but you know what? We need depth. Depth at the guard position is, is key, is key. Um, shout out Trevor Schultz. Thank you for hanging out. Imagine what and how much Manu can teach Primo. That's, that's honestly, like, I wonder if that was the, I wonder if that was, like, the real reason why he was like, now, now's the right time. Not just because literally, like, we're shifting into a new era, but it's because you have a guy at the shooting guard position that can be just as skilled as, like, I mean, I don't know. This is all crazy hype talk for Primo, but I'm not the only one who says it and sees it. I'm not the only one who sees, like, shades of perimeter dominance from his game, like Kobe. Like, he had a lot of Kobe in his game and his style and his swag. And to me, Manu and Kobe going at each other were, were it was, like, one of the best things I'd love to watch in, in in the world. It was when we played the Lakers and we saw Manu go up against Kobe. Those two guys are literally the two... Two like best competitors in the league, in my opinion, when they were in their heyday. So Joshua Primo coming into the fold, that's interesting because he has a lot of that potential. And at such a young age, if Manu can teach him how to play at that position the way he did, the way Kobe did, then, man, like for a few years, having Manu around Joshua Primo really ele- it elevates his ceiling even higher than I think all of us even thought it already was. So yeah, that's that's very interesting. Um Bangals. Bangals49 says perfect timing for our young teams roster. I think we're talking about Manu as well. Sons of Liberty says, go Spurs, go. go, Spurs, go, Sons of Liberty. Thank you for hanging out. Um also says that Manu was a very clutch player. Also, Manu was the clutch is guy. I've I've probably ever seen play the game like in I've seen play the game because I've I haven't seen everything. I haven't seen all the basketball in all the world. Right. But man, he was a winner. He's just a winner. Um, G7 MBL three gaming says Gino is back. Absolutely. All right. So Sons of Liberty says I'm also excited to see how the young Spurs turn out. I hope one turns into a superstar for us and stays. That's, That's a good point. Um, I, I hope that none of them leave. I think that multiple Spurs players have superstar potential. And I think those players are guys like Keldon Johnson, obviously I think is the leader of that pack. I think Derek white with opera with like two or three years of being the guy has like all-star potential, at least maybe not superstar potential, but all-star potential. I think Derek whites right there. I think Dejounte as well is right there. Um, but the next like guy to maybe get to superstar level, if he can, if he can take his defense up a notch, Lonnie Walker is right there. Um, Devin Vassell is like, do you know what I'm saying? We, we have a lot of guys that have high ceilings, and it's very interesting to see which one is gonna is gonna take that step. And if you're asking me, I think the one that's gonna get the opportunity this year to take that step is like Dejounte and Derek. So I think they're the closest right now. Keldon as well. Keldon's gonna be Keldon. Keldon might be a superstar now or or in year 3 or 4 it's just whenever the Spurs really give give them that run. Thank you for the tip again GM uh, G7 MBL3 Gaming. Appreciate you for stopping by. JL says go Spurs go from the Valley. Shout out to the 956. Trevor Schultz from SA. Shout out San Antonio. Okay, Trevor Schultz also says I feel like we have to keep one of the two of AF or TY. Let me see. AF is is who? Who's AF? Al Farouk Aminu or Thaddeus Young. I would prefer that uh, Thaddeus, but he's a better trade piece. So who knows? You know what? Uh, If you're talking about like basketball, just on the court basketball, I would love to keep both of them. Right. And now, you know, so definitely I would love to keep one of them. Um, cause I think it adds depth and length at the perimeter, which we all were, we're always going to need. Um, so yeah, I would like to keep both of them, but I don't think the roster will allow it. I think with the guys that we brought in signing, uh, Brent Forbes to his deal and, uh, bringing in Jock Landale and guaranteeing Drew Eubanks kind of role here and, and position on the team, I think kind of narrows them out of the. Like we just literally don't have enough spots unless I'm mistaken in the fact where like Joshua Primo, he's a first round pick. I don't think he can be, I'm not so sure how that's going to work. I don't think that they can be on the roster anymore if, if you're asking me. So I would like to see how that, how that plays out. Like that's why it's one of my bigger questions going into the season for sure. Um, Running Joe James. What's up? Running Joe James says, let's go Spurs. Absolutely, man. It's going to be an awesome season this year. Um. Okay, let me see if there's a couple more questions in here. Trevor asks again, has Luca already earned minutes or do you think that will be up in the air still? I think he's definitely earned them earn, earn earn minutes. I don't think it should be up in the air at all. I think what should be up in the air is if he starts or not. Um because he's definitely going to play in my eyes. He's shown to me that His defense, one, the reason why I'm so confident is because I've always been a believer in his offensive skill set since he was 19 coming into the organization. I've been like, wow, this guy can really do a lot of things very well, very skilled, very high IQ, just needed to grow and get bigger and get stronger and more confident and learn the system. And that's what's taken him a little bit longer. And his defense, man, has completely done a 180. His defense, I saw him play in Vegas his rookie year and he was late on rotations he was giving up buckets you know he was after after he's given up a wide open dunk and he's like ah he puts his head down and runs down the other way cuz he's beating himself up cuz he's he's upset he made a mistake um that is over that that i from what i saw this season it's taken him uh two seasons right like but what i saw him this, do this season on the defensive end showed light years of development and growth on the defensive side of the floor, rotating early and often and running all over the court and, and help like closing out to ball, switching, making plays. Last second block plays at the rim defensively. He's ready to go. So to me, the offense hasn't ever, has not ever been the question to me. It was just, is he physical enough? And is he ready to defend at this level. And I think he is. I think he showed last year. He is. And I just think last year was one of those things like the Spurs weren't going to deviate from the plan. They weren't going to deviate from Rudy Gay because if they deviate from Rudy Gay right now, Rudy Gay might not get another contract. But if they gave all Rudy Gay's minutes to Luca and Devin Vassell. Rudy might not have been able to get another contract this year. So I think it was kind of like a nod to the to the veterans and telling them thank you for everything that they've done with this organization to give them all the run. To get their next bag, which is what Patty Mills and Rudy Gay did, it was that's that, that's my opinion. Um, Charles Adderley says, "Good afternoon, watching from Nassau, Bahamas. From the Bahamas, shout out to you, Charles. Thank you so much for for hanging out, man. I hope you guys are doing well over there. I hope the weather's good. I hope everything's doing doing all right over there in the Bahamas, man. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you." Fatboy says, What is your small ball lineup and big body lineup for matchups against top teams? Good question. Very good question. Fat boy. Fat boy? <laughs> B-O-I, I think, maybe. I don't know. Um let's start with the first one. My first my small ball lineup. Um my small ball lineup going up against a small team, a small team like Golden State, a small team like Portland or Houston. I mean, like those those smaller teams where they're running, you know, a four at the five. What my lineup would be against teams like that. What a uh, starting lineup. Let's just do like a starting. No. No, let's just throw starting lineup in, out the window. Like my favorite small ball, line, ball lineup in general this season might be either one Derek or DeJounte, one of them, right? Like this, let's just say this is like off the bench or something. Derek or DeJounte. Let's go Lonnie Walker. Let's go Doug McDermott, Keldon, and either Luka No, no, let's go with a little bit more size. Let's go with uh, maybe a healthy Zach Collins. We'll see what that looks like. You know, a small ball lineup that has a little bit of rebounding and a little bit of shooting, right? So, like, maybe like Derek White, Lonnie Walker, both of those guys can stretch the floor. Then you insert Doug McDermott in there, who's also a tall, long defender. I mean, a tall, long athletic player who can stretch the floor. You put Keldon in there to clean up the rebounds. And then maybe you insert like you insert like Luca at the five, maybe, or like a Zach Collins or or Jock Landau at the five. Now, if we're going up against t- big teams like the Lakers and and guys that that, that that are trying to pound us inside and stuff like that, um I think we go Jakob, we go Zach Collins or Luca. At the four, Keldon at the three, Derek Dejounte. That's basically like what our starting lineup should be in my in my in my opinion. Like in my opinion, is this, this is a good point. A big body lineup, in my opinion, is what the Spurs should be trying to hit other teams with all season. That's my opinion. I don't think we should be going small primarily. I think we should come out the gate starting with our starting unit a big a big starting unit. And let's let's pick up the pace and let's try to play fast while we're still big, right? So that's that's my opinion. So that would be like a a Luca and a Jakob together at your four and five. Keldon at the three. That right there, your three, four and five is six, 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 ten, and like seven foot, right? Like you got big dudes. Jakob's the only guy in there that really can't score the ball. Luca can score, push the pace, and get the ball and put it on the deck. Um, Keldon can do the same thing and get out and run. And then you put um, then you put Derek and Dejounte out there for defense, and and Derek can guard bigger players. Derek can guard the one, two, three, and now nah, I don't know about the four, but he can definitely guard the one through three, no problem, no problem. Dejounte can guard your one and two, right? So to me, defensively and and the way we can be defensively right there and size, we can be bigger. At the same time, implementing some shooting that can help us pick up the pace. I think I think that's the lineup you go you go with, and that's my starting lineup right now. It's 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 Derek, Dejounte, Keldon, Luca, and Jakob. I'd, I I would like to see how that plays out. Maybe I'm maybe I'm way off. Maybe we never see that lineup all season long. I don't know. Maybe Luca doesn't play, doesn't start, and maybe uh maybe they roll like Doug McDermott or Lonnie Walker, you know, in that mix, inserting one, either one of those two guys with Jakob, Keldon, Derek, and Dejounte. I I like that too. I like that too. All right, so thank you for the question, Fatboy. Go, Spurs go. Um, uh, Appreciate you stopping by. Spurs fan, appreciate you. Says, go, Spurs go. Great show. Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate you. Marcus M asks, how well do the Spurs have to do this year for you to believe they can make a deep playoff run in the next three years or so? Okay, so how well do I think they have to do this year? I think we have to make the playoffs. If we get into that play-in scenario, we have to convincingly get through it and get into that eight seed. If we can just do that, lock in that eight seed, to me, that that points in we're in the right direction. That no matter how it goes in that first round of the playoffs, learning against the best team in the going going up against the best team in the West and learning, having these young guys learn, like, oh, okay, the best team in the West plays at this level in the playoffs. We got to get to that level. If they get bounced in the playoffs in the first round, to me that's a great first step in the learning curve, right? So to me that's 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 what we have to do, you know. I, I was doing my uh, my schedule breakdown series on the channel, and I finished with best case scenario the Spurs finishing with like forty seven wins, right? Like that's best case scenario, forty seven wins in my opinion, which would put them somewhere like at four five six, you know, in in the Western Conference, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I think that. If they can get to 40 to 45 wins, you're looking at, you know, that you're looking at that play in birth. Maybe you can fight for that seventh seed and avoid. And, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? You'll be in that mix. And I think the Spurs need to need to be in that mix all year long, if not higher. Right. Like if the Spurs can get a five seed or six seed. Great. I don't I don't rule it out. It's a new season. It's a new season. Shoot. Everyone's 0-0 zero zero right now, um. So I don't rule it out. You know, um, that's if we if we ended up if we end up missing the playoffs and missing the play in tournament and all that stuff, or getting bounced out of the play in tournament, then to me, uh, it's it's still it would still be inter- interesting to see who took that step during the season, but the end goal was not reached. Right. So it was not reached. So in order for us to make deep playoff runs, we have to start getting playoff experience. And that has to start this year, in my opinion, Marcus. Thank you for the question. Okay, Tanner Bradley, what's going on, Tanner Bradley? How do you feel Vassell getting time at shooting guard? What's his weaknesses? That kid has no weakness, man. Devin Vassell has no weakness. I don't I haven't seen it defensively he's one of our best defenders on and off ball. So he can rebound, he can block shots. He can, he rips players, you know, he's, he's got great hands. So defensively, I haven't seen a weakness from this kid and shooting guard, having him at the shooting guard is where I would love to play. I would love to play him at the shooting guard. I think he has a lot of Ray Allen to his game, a young Ray Allen, not Miami heat. Ray Allen, Seattle supersonics, Milwaukee bucks, Ray Allen, who is great scoring the ball off the dribble. I think, I think, uh, Vassell has that to his game. So putting him at the shooting guard and getting that's what I was talking about earlier on in the show. Uh, Tanner, I don't know if you joined, just joined us, but earlier on, one of my questions heading into training camp was like, how involved is Vassell and Lonnie going to be? Cause both of those guys need a lot of shots because they can score. Right. So I need both of those dudes to get a lot, a lot of run. Um, and I feel, I feel great about that. All right. So go Spurs, go, uh, David. Pikarsky go Spurs go appreciate you stopping by Tanner. Thank you for the question. You think that the Spurs will be contenders in three years? That's a, that's a good point. There was a, there was a clip um, I put out a few weeks ago about when will the Spurs win another championship? Go ahead and check out that clip. I kind of dive into it and kind of go over a similar, my similar idea is like in a few years, I think you're right. I think if we get playoff experience, if we get playoff experience over the next few years, I don't see why the Spurs, with this young group still intact, can can. I don't see why they shouldn't be in a Western Conference Finals series, especially if Pop is still here. AB, what's going on? AB, go Spurs, go! I think Jock will be a surprise this year too. Yes, Jock Landale is going to be interesting. He's part He's right. I don't know if you guys follow like you know Twitter and Instagram, but you know how the Spurs, the young players, were out partying in Austin. They were like having a blast. Well, Zach Collins and Jock Landale were there too, like with our young guys, with Devin Vassell and Derek White. And, and they were just having a blast, right? They were just – Keldon was there. They were just having a good time in Austin. So um, it's good to see those guys come – it's good to see them coming together already off the court, um, our new players, uh, and being a part of that team. All right, so we're going to take uh, one more question here, two more. Um, A.B. AB goes on and says, we are back to the playoffs now, in your opinion. Breakout year, three or four of our guys. Absolutely. It wouldn't be a surprise to see like four of our players this season have average over like 11 points, 12 points, right? Like Keldon, Derek, DeJounte, Lonnie can easily, those four guys easily can average over 10 points, 12 points. Doug McDermott, that should be butter. That should be like five shots. should be five shots for Dougie. You know, so we can have quite a bit of guys that are actually feeding and feasting this year. All right. Excuse me. Ooh. Hope you all didn't hear that. Uh, okay, so here we go. All right, so thank you guys for tuning in. Um, had a lot of fun. This was a great Sunday Q&A with you guys. Um, thank you for, for hanging out. Again, if you're enjoying this show, if you're a Spurs fan out there and you like Spurs film room breakdowns, you're in the right place. Spurs film room, we break down clips. I'm starting to put out YouTube shorts out there, faster, um, quicker, like play breakdowns for you guys. So definitely subscribe to the channel if you like Spurs film room breakdowns and analysis um, where we actually get tape and we break it down, all that stuff. So um, and if you like talking Spurs basketball, you like getting your question heard and you like, um, you know, disagreeing or agreeing with whatever I say and me and the guest on the show, whatever it is. Uh, thank you guys for for supporting the show. Um, But if you like talking Spurs basketball, watching Spurs basketball breakdowns, you are in the right place. So thank you guys so much for hanging out and uh, and being a part of this Sunday episode. Uh, The season's coming up should be a great, fun, fun season this year. Just want to let you guys know again that um, the very first after the buzzer postgame show on Spurs Tube TV this year is going to be against the Houston Rockets. It's going to be kind of like a postseason recap, recap of the postseason before we actually really start and start throwing after the buzzer post game shows at you all season long. This is on Spurs Tube TV, right? Um, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to SpursTubeTV.com, and you can catch a lot of great Spurs content there, guys. Not just my show, but a lot of other great shows and podcasts out there as well. So just a reminder on that. Uh, so go ahead and head over to Spurs Tube TV and spurs2tv.com. that's my second channel that's my post game channel where i i grabbed a bunch of great spurs content creators out there on twitter on youtube podcasters and we're getting together this season and we're going to be doing post game shows for you guys all season long um, um not every game we're not gonna do every game but we're gonna do as much as we can right so go spurs go go to spurs2tv.com and check out the site and thank you guys for supporting this show again if you're enjoying this, if you chant ghostpers Go at random times with you and your homies and your friends or your family, you know, smash this like button down below. Hit the notification bell so you get notified when we go live. And when we drop new comments and, uh, I'm sorry, new, uh, new clips uh, throughout the week, make sure you hit that notification bell so you get notified when that happens. Uh, leave a comment, even if it's as simple as GSG, share this video. And if you want to support the show, if you want to really support the show and help us get better in quality and production and you want to get, um, perks, uh, uh, Patreon only podcast, all that stuff. Make sure you head in the link to the link in the description below and you check out the link to the Patreon for this channel. You also become a Patreon member for Spurs Tube TV as well. Right? So you support both channels, but they're, they're both my projects. So when you become a Patreon member of this channel, You also become a Patreon member of Spurs Tube TV. So it should be a lot of fun. So, um, if you don't do that already, go ahead and check it out. When you go over to the website, you can look at, uh, you can buy tickets to Spurs games. Like I said, you can look at videos, video breakdowns from myself, from a lot of other cool content creators out there. And all of these content creators will be um, doing post game shows for us too this season. So it should be a lot of fun. Go Spurs, go. Um, no, thank you guys for thank you, Trevor. Thank you guys for hanging out with us live. Thank you guys for watching and subscribing to this channel. It's going to be a fun season. And the mission, the goal is just to bring you guys as much quality content as I can, right? If that's on my channel or if that's on our post game channel this season, um, there you go. Our sports or post game channel at Spurs Tube, it's uh, it's to do it for you guys for Spurs Nation, right? So, thank you guys for being a part of of the growth here on this channel and everything that we do. Thank you guys. Right, So go Spurs go. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, that's going to be it for me. I'm going to go back to changing diapers and, and uh, making bottles for my, for my five month old man, five months. Wow. I don't know if you guys have been with me for a while. I remember talking about, Oh my God, my son's coming in April. My son's coming in April. Well, he's, he's five months old right now. So, um, you know, I do everything I do here for you guys. And I also do it for him. Right. You know, future Spurs fan right there. Um, you know, so go go. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, Fidencio Tovar. Thank you for hanging out. Let's go San Antonio. Go go. Thank you, Trevor, for, for your, for your words, man. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah. Salute to the chat. Thank you, AB. Thank you for the, for the, for the props, man. All right, guys, go go. And I'll catch you guys on Tuesday. Um, there's going to be some, actually, before I go, there's going to be some show, uh, time updates. I already let my Patreon members know a few days ago, but um, Thursday show is probably going to be moved to Saturday. So I'm going to start doing a Saturday stream with you guys, and then like the Sunday Q and As as well. So I'm going to start doing Tuesday, Saturday instead of Tuesday, Thursday. Um, that's something that I'm going to announce, and I'll post on my channel and all that stuff. Um, but definitely head over to uh to uh Spurs Tube TV, and and you'll you can catch everything I do there. All right, so go Spurs, go! Have a great night. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Sorry, it's still daytime over here. Um, Have a great rest of your Sunday. Um, And I'll catch you guys on the next one on Tuesday. Go Spurs, go. (laughs) Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? (laughs) Watch this.